0: After a bit of a break, because Spike O'Neill uh, got on an airplane, flew to New York City and drove his daughter back. And uh, well, I'm happy we're not in the same room, because if you were in my neighbor, <laughs> I would wait almost two weeks before I would sit in the same room as you. But I, I'm, I'm sure you were safe. And, you know, we all play a little bit of Russian roulette. How did your Russian roulette go?
1: Well, um, I have never seen a cleaner, more empty airplane in my life. I mean, there were literally, we took a Boeing 737-800, uh-huh. and there were 13 people on the plane. And I felt kind of bad because I, I, I'm very Hobbit-driven, and under the thirteen's an unlucky number. I didn't want to be the 13th member of that flight. But then I realized that the, uh, the crew and the pilot and co-pilot we're also on board. So I was, I was, I got over that quickly. Okay. But I mean, I sat, I mean, you I, had some superstition 10,
0: about that when you first got on, you counted the passengers. I counted.
1: I, well, cause yeah, cause the gateway was just pretty much empty and we all got on and I, you know, did a head count of everybody. Cause I mean, I was literally within nobody within 10 rows of me in any direction. Wow. And it's a red eye to New York, red eye to New York city. And I actually had to go through Chicago, which was troublesome. Um, and the reason that was i wasn't trying to save any money although it was about 250 well, it's because
0: cheaper. it's run by one of those loose democratic governors that messes everything up right <laughs> in chicago <laughs> yeah. you mean
1: well <laughs> I, you know, know. I was more worried about the airlines <laughs> yeah. there were there were no um there were no overnight directs to new york um and i wanted to do it an overnight so i didn't have to land in the afternoon and spend the night in new york
2: mm,
0: mm.
1: or or land late in the afternoon and, and get going at night and I wanted to try to take off from New York City with Ryan. So you felt like morning. you were
0: in a military operation. You were out, uh, you, like the landmines, of course, are the virus. Yeah. And you didn't want to step on a landmine. And you wanted to get in and get out and make the extraction, as they say Ex- in a war. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was like Snake Plissken escaped from New York yeah. too. You know? um, but Ryan picked me up at the airport. We I landed in LaGuardia, uh-huh. which is not the easiest. It's over in uh, in Queens. But uh, she picked me up literally at 9.30 in the morning. My flight landed at 9.15. I grabbed my bag. Did you sleep on the plane? Um, I, I didn't. I tried. There was a, a two-and-a-half-hour flight to Chicago and then a two-hour flight from Chicago to New York. And I got about an hour, hour and a half That's the, on that, that first leg, nothing on the no. second leg. I, I've never okay. been able to sleep much on planes, except when we traveled all the way across the world with World Vision. Sure. And those flights, you, you sleep because you got no choice for 20 hours. But it took us about an hour and a half to get out of New York City and into Jersey, even though it was you know ten o'clock in the morning. New York is still just a snake pit of traffic, and uh, we literally just hit it. Um, the car she bought uh, it was a two thousand four Ford Explorer, and she did she did a research. She made sure she got a good car,
0: mm.
1: and uh, it, it thing drove like a like a champ. I mean, it so was tight. she
0: bought a car for you to yeah. drive her home.
1: No, well, remember her and her, her and her guy. We're going to drive across the country.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he can't leave at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah. So she they had, they had bought the car for those two to come across the country with their cat and dog.
0: Got it. Got it. So they, they yeah. did it together.
1: Yeah, well, he couldn't go, so I had to be the co-pilot. So who's the owner
0: know. of the car?
1: Ryan is. Ryan bought that car.
0: Oh, she bought the car. So yeah. is she the sugar mama or is he the sugar mama? <laughs> they're,
1: they're, they're,
3: they're just trying just to figure Ryan. this
0: out here. I don't know. You know I don't I'm, know this guy yet, and I'm suspicious.
3: <laughs> well, they're bo- they're well. both coming to Seattle for just like in here come the brides for right. opportunity. It sounds like absolutely. So, I mean, they're, so they're Ryan's probably-
0: boyfriend is named Eddie. Eddie. Oh. And the cruisers. Eddie from from Long Island. Eddie from Long Island. Eddie from Long Island. I like this kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. Okay. On the
3: dark side. Oh, yeah. So uh, I I always think meatloaf from Rocky Horror when I think Eddie. Eddie,
2: Yeah, it's true. Whatever happened to Saturday night? (laughs) (laughs) Opportunity, bless my soul. I really love that rock and roll.
0: So, oh God, so that. you have no worries, no thought. I mean, you knew you wanted to do this. Were you scared yeah, at all? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. You know, because I just had a heart attack a month ago and my wife has a, has a heart condition. Right. So the, the, the I mean, we've been careful for four, going on five months now with COVID. I it's mean, time we've been to, it's
0: time to let it go. I, by the way, well, it may sound like I'm sort of lecturing, but yeah. I'll have my own confession after you're done with your story.
1: Okay. Um, you know, and I was as careful as I could be. Yeah. You know, the, th- the thought of me um, interacting with an airplane in an airport oh. was less, you know, worrisome than her driving across the country by herself sure. in a car. And stopping really at, didn't know,
0: stopping at nasty know. restrooms all the way back here, right? In Seattle.
1: Well, I, I, I got to tell you something about that, too. Hmm. Um, you know, we—we we, the first day we head out of town at 930 in the morning, left the New York City's airport, um, got out of New York City, got through Jersey, got into Pennsylvania before we made a gas stop, the first gas stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and we and we were careful. I mean, I literally brought a pocket full of rubber gloves, and I'm not talking about some print song, you know, pocket full of horses and Trojans. Some of them use. I'm not talking about that kind of rubber gloves. <laughs> I literally had rubber gloves yeah. for every gas stop because I knew that I wasn't going to just touch some gas pump. Oh, I was going to see. Put a I, glove on. I,
0: I stick my hand on the gritty gas pump, and then I <laughs> soak it in rubbing alcohol afterwards.
1: Well, you know, I, I had one pocket. You know, I had cargo shorts on because I'm the last guy in America that still wears cargo shorts without so, shame. Um, I had One one of my side cargo pockets, I had a pocket full of bleach wipes that were in a, a Ziploc bag. Oh, that's baggie. good, yeah. In the other pocket, I had a, a whole bunch of rubber gloves. And I you had have like masks?
0: Six, what kind of masks? Six
1: masks. I had N95 masks with me. N or KN? N, just N. I didn't have the Beagle, you
0: know. I didn't How have did you the, get the N95 masks?
1: I got a friend in the uh, in the, uh, the woodworking industry, and they, they have them on stock. They've always had them. I looked everywhere before I left and couldn't find any.
0: Yeah, you can't buy. So, so I, it's I, the KN That are not the hospital grade, right? And that's what I have because you could buy those. Yeah. But the N95 uh, masks—the big difference, by the way—the 95 stands for the fact that the material is supposed to filter out 95 percent of germs and virus particles and stuff. Right. The um, the the ones for the hospital N95 have a better seal around your face were the ones right. for woodworking and uh, maple syrup by the way is how I had my uh, my yeah. my mask my one mask that I wore for 2 months uh,
1: but <laughs> it's not, not recommended yeah
0: but the, uh, anyway so the industrial ones they're not as good but they're better than you know people taking a kerchief right. and putting it over
2: right, their face.
3: Right. I mean, Does uh, the K you know, stand for kinda like kinda, kinda, kinda nice? 95? Yeah, <laughs> it's the kinda nice mask. Then the real nice mask, kinda ninety five. Yeah. yeah. A, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so you know, we, we We spent that first day rolling through. Uh, got through Pennsylvania, but you know, we in, into Pennsylvania. We made our first gas stop mm. by the far end of Pennsylvania. a long state, so we had to top off gas again at the other end of Pennsylvania, outside of a uh, you know north of Pittsburgh. Um, then we moved into Ohio and i got to tell you ohio knows what they're doing when it comes to freeways i have never seen a more uh, well maintained well organized every every road every road stop every rest stop every gas station stop was this you know tourist um, or, or tra- a travel travel pavilion they called them right, right. and they were uni- every, Ventura, every 34 yeah. miles I mean, and they're all exactly the same. They've yep. got multiple restaurants. They've got lots of guests. Now, which, and they've got,
0: which was the big uh, convenience, or was it a Loves, or was it a USA? There's like a whole bunch of trucker stops. Right. We,
1: we 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 tried to avoid the truck stops. Why? Um. Well, because those are sometimes populated by people just trying to get through their day and make a living and work in their parking lots and huh. How do I say prostitute nicely? Um, Hard-working American women who just want to service the people who service us. Is that your opinion of
0: truck stops and truckers? Uh, That's interesting. Um, I mean, well, I'm sure know, uh, it, I'm sure it has happened, but it also yeah. happens to radio DJs, too.
1: Well, you know, I wasn't stopping at their houses yeah, either. Because,
2: so. I mean, they could someone could just as easily say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mind. yeah,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But, we, you know, when we, we were, was going to say, we were careful. We got uh-huh. we got into Indiana, the first, we spent the first night at Notre Dame, Joe. We went to South Bend, Indiana, mm. and wow. found a nice you, hotel okay. by the way, on the you Notre Dame campus. I, yeah.
3: I could not believe how fast you made it across the country. Yeah, so yeah you did
1: haul. We,
0: so, was there fun. any we, we drama did, at all?
1: A little bit, a little bit. What happened? Know, um, well, the road was pretty much drama free. I got to say that the road we, we, and we, we really lucked out. I mean, we, you know, we used AAA. So we found hotels that were pet friendly, that we knew we could, you know, have a, have a place to be and not have the anxiety of worrying about. So you, you know, stayed in okay, hotels. There, so it was two nights, two hotels. Yeah. yeah I figured as got much. Good, yeah. good night's sleep. Yeah. You know, we had a double room. How do you Ryan feel about the I.
0: hotels? I mean, have, did they hose we, it down? We found, the,
1: we found the most expensive hotel available. And you, and that's the beauty of this, though. I mean, I stayed at, at very nice hotels. I stayed in oh, South yeah. Bend, you know, which is the Notre Dame campus, right on campus. Right. And you know, and, and and it was half the price it should be because nobody's traveling. Very
0: nice. Huh? Never a better you know. time to oh. book a hotel yeah. So yeah. if well, you okay. wanted. Never a better time to go to Mexico and get a massage. Eat. It's perfect time. <laughs> we, <yeah. laughs> and some dentistry while you're there. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe some maybe some low
0: grade oh, oh, pharmaceuticals. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, let me put it this way: like in Seattle, I wish I the, still needed a cataract operation. I do it in Tijuana.
3: <laughs> two years ago, our old friend Larry, who's a mutual friend of all of ours, he's a businessman. He travels all over the world. Two years ago, he goes, I can't believe Seattle i can't find a hotel room for under 300 bucks a night you know just a basic room and now you know they're all empty you can take your pick so it's yeah
0: Yeah. war zones make things cheaper absolutely yeah they do (laughs) well we did we did
1: 750 miles the first day yeah moved through five states uh the second day we got up at 7 a.m and we literally we were we were in the hotel by 10 o'clock both nights out by 7 a.m the next morning
0: perfect so did you um, fall asleep easy? Do you have anything to help you oh, fall yes. asleep?
1: No, no. It was, no it, was, it was after being in the car for all that much time. That's And awesome. the first day was a little little blinky as we rolled into South Bend because I hadn't mm-hmm. slept all night. Mm-hmm. I'd flown a red eye and got right in the car.
0: Right, so you're back, all right, and you get home.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, do you start a countdown of, of concern or are you fairly certain you got this and you didn't catch coronavirus?
1: Well, my wife hasn't been near me. Okay. I've been so home for, I've been home for about.
0: My wife trusts me home, just wow. as much as Melissa trusts you. I like that. That's good. <laughs>
1: I've been home for almost 48 hours. Well, I guess we got home. Yeah. What is It's Wednesday. You're quarantining
0: right? a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Melissa doesn't have nothing to do with me.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm, and I'm, no, I I'm, ta- you, I'm not getting... talking
0: about normal. I'm talking about a little extra this time, right? <laughs> a little extra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hardly noticeable. Yeah.
1: No, I yeah. mean, you know, we, we, we've been this careful. We're okay. not going to do anything stupid now. Mm. And, uh, you know, Ryan and I, first thing we did was look into getting COVID tests. And in Seattle, the earliest you can do that is on Saturday.
0: Wow. So you can't just go every day and get a test? It's by appointment only. Uh, See, in in California, every state is different, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. But in California, where Keith lives in Los Angeles, he has to go on jobs occasionally. So before the job, everyone in his crew gets tested, much like they're an NBA team. Right. And then they go do the job. And then when they come home, they get tested before they go back to their families. And that's the protocol. So they can
1: get immediate results on the
0: uh Well, uh, yes. So uh, he did the one where you know immediately. Uh, my brother Michael in Connecticut just did the one where you find out like a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then they test negative and then supposedly they're good to go.
1: Well, that's one of the and not to get political, but that's one of the reasons we're in the position we're in. Is no national uniformed policy.
0: Oh, you bet. And the position and we're in is know. it's going to disappear like magic. It's an awesome position.
1: Yeah, yeah down to fifteen people. No, can you imagine no how many people fit. would have died
0: if we don't have the killer leadership we have right no. now? And when I say yeah, killer leadership, ki- I hope you read between <laughs> the lines. Oh, yeah.
1: um, you know, well, so you know, we, and we did. We, like yeah. Joe said, we we did seven fifty miles the first day. We did nine hundred miles the second that's day. Awesome. Got from Indiana to. Uh, North Dakota. We stayed in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Some
0: of my I of know. state. Yeah, go ahead. Jim. I
3: appreciate you sending the picture, Spike, of uh, yeah. the turnoff to um, mine. That yeah. I yeah. thought I yeah. would be in North Dakota this week, not you. So uh, yeah, yeah. They don't want anybody
0: from Seattle
1: <laughs> heading that way. <laughs> yeah. well, so the last day was a bear. We spent. Uh, 17 hours driving that's and, and 1200 miles the last but day you
0: took turns that's that helps right
1: yeah ryan and i we did we switched off and do you sleep when I mean, ryan's once, driving
0: and vice versa um
1: i I got, I got a little bit of nap in the in the pastor seat a little bit yeah and okay. she got a little bit of nap when i was driving so
0: i don't want to be uh, mr nag about health but no, you no, no, do know no. that getting eight hours of sleep every night is part of how you take care of your heart condition right
1: oh absolutely okay absolutely yeah. And like I said, we were in bed by 10 o'clock and up by six every day. Yeah, yeah. I got eight hours sleep in a hotel both nights. Awesome. I, was, I told her, I said, dad does not sleep in rest stops anymore. Those days are gone. Yeah. You know, and she was, she was jazzed. I was coming better food, better accommodation. She hit the jackpot.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, she did uh, hit yeah. the jackpot with you yeah. you'll spoil your princesses. Thanks. You've been a princess farmer you know, well, as long as I've known you.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, on that, on that last day we had got to, you know, like post falls, Idaho, just outside, just east of Spokane. Right. And that's usually where we would have called it a day from the amount of travel we had been doing.
0: Oh, no. You're almost but home. But
1: you're five yeah. hours from home, man, yeah, the, car knows, the car knows the way without me. I could have slept all the way from Spokane. You, a car would have got here.
0: But you didn't have you one said- of them Teslas who would drive you right into the side of a truck, but you'd think it was a <laughs> self-driving car.
3: You said also uh, something, uh,
1: hotels that take pets. What kind of animals did you haul? Well, Ryan's got a cat and a dog. Oh. You know, yeah. And it's funny because the... They bought the car because they weren't going to fly with their pets because the dog mm-hmm. is just a little bit too big. It's a, it's a small dog. It's a medium. What uh, are the names? By medium. the way,
0: the cat and dog.
1: The cat is Roo. Rue. Rue.
0: R U E. And the
1: um, R U E. Yes, yeah. like uh, like a f- uh, French soup or yeah. A, 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 a yeah yeah you know, sauce. Making a roux for
3: some uh, gumbo.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And uh, Layla is the pup.
0: Layla, nice. Yep. All right. Yep. So all right. So you're back. So far, it looks like you survived and you didn't get COVID. Now,
1: I feel good. You know,
0: human nature being what it is, is this going to make you more lax?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, and I, and I, 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 I do you don't feel think like you got so. away I with something not. and
0: you got an extra button. Oh, it totally. up now. Yeah,
1: totally. Okay. I feel like I, you know, that was my that was my one. Right, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fly down to Albuquerque and see the other side of the family or anything like that. Now, no, yeah, yeah now gonna you, you're
0: gonna be yeah. like, I did it, and now I can fly I mean, every week. This, this is the, nothing. The deals are yeah. so cheap. Do you get
3: weird you know, looks when you go into a mini mart in a mask, or or is most yes, of middle
1: America you masked you, up? No, nope, it's funny you mention that because depending upon where you stopped, yeah. Um, I was the only guy in Billings, Montana, wearing a mask at this at this rest stop. are huh. the to guy. call the police. It's a robber <laughs> no,
0: they, look They know um, on r- the news that it's a liberal snowflake. they 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 they're familiar yeah, yeah,
1: they did. Ryan got Ryan actually got some snarky comments from some lady. In Emily's Idaho. gotten that in North
3: Bend. I mean, it's, have you really it's gotten that? Oh yeah. Huh? Emily went into a mini mart North Bend. It's like, if you take that mask off, I might be able to understand what you're saying. And this is North Bend. Washington. I love
0: it. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Ryan got, you know, every time somebody walks in in a mask, I feel like I'm about to be robbed.
0: Right. You know, and then, then she like, should have else? said, stick them up and put the money in my back. <laughs>
1: Ryan said, no, ma'am, you got nothing to worry about. This place is such a shithole. There's nothing worth stealing in here. And <laughs> I was like so proud of yeah. Ryan. That's awesome. That was such a Brooklyn moment. I'm like, God, I'm sorry, Joe. But <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, that one was I worth I had to that quote one. her on that one, man. I was like, I great. I can see it coming out of her, too. She's <laughs> a wealthy All
0: right. one. All right. Well, I'm glad you got your daughter home. And uh, Thanks, Eddie, Eddie yeah. and the Eddie's cruiser. Coming. Eddie will be cruising yep. out
1: yep. when Eddie's it's his coming.
0: time. And I hope they're a good couple and, they, and it becomes a thing.
1: I hope so. Too. He's a good kid. Because we're all guys, getting older he, now. He knows what he's getting into. Yeah. You know, I give him that. He you knows. Know, like how, the Fleetwood Mac he...
0: song, "I'm getting older too." And, <laughs> no, seriously. And it's their time. It's their time to be the adults.
1: Yeah, and, it is.
0: You know, get married. Do you think she'll have a kid?
1: She wants to. She I know does. she wants to be okay. a mama. Yeah, I know she so wants the,
0: to. The the, the natural. Um, What my wife used to say is the hormone alarm clock is going off.
1: (laughs) It's ticking. How
0: how old is Ryan now? I still think of her as eight.
1: I know she's thirty-one, man.
0: Thirty-one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa snagged me, and I had me impregnate her by thirty. That was her thing.
1: (laughs) You You should write romance novels. You got such a way with words.
0: I know. So no, she was like, I don't want to not be knocked up by the time I'm thirty. Actually, no, I take that back. We got married before she was thirty, and then um, you know, immediate immediate knock up. Yeah, yeah,
1: got right on that. That's good for you
0: because she had to pretend she liked sex at least until I impregnated her twice. <laughs> Damn.
1: And she doesn't listen to this podcast. Is that what you're saying? I keep trying to encourage
0: her to listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I figure will eventually happen is one of her friends will like,
2: did you hear what he said
1: about
0: you? That's what used to I happen on, on, the to on the radio. she
1: busted us on the radio.
0: I mean, on the radio, I was under surveillance. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, uh, Lisa, Lisa and I Sorry. still get it on. Just yeah. so you, oh, just in p- case you were thinking. It was just a joke. <laughs>
3: What do you say about and, Kelly Joe? Yeah. She listens closer than ever. I mean, now she that it's listens kinda, to podcast? Yeah, it's on demand and you know, I mean yeah. it's easier to really keep tabs and uh and she, she loves it by the way, and she she uh you know uses it during break times and things like that at work because it's just it's there. Whereas radio, you, you've gotta have your your posse out there listening for you, like you said, to give a heads up right. when we're talking about them. But but now it's all right there. It's well, all uh, the the, permanent the, record
0: the comparison I make is that um, podcasting is like Netflix and radio is like dumb reality shows on TV that you have to watch when they're on and you have it's to sit through CW, the commercial. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: And it's confusing because Kelly will come to me and say, I can't believe what you said. That's not right. And uh, I'll say what? And she'll tell me and I'll go, Oh, that was three podcasts ago. Wait do you hear what I said last week.
1: It's good.
0: It's good. Well, it's nice. It's uh, and, and, and by the way, I love my friends on radio, especially certain special ones that still do great shows. Yeah, and um, and you know they are islands, uh, in a sea of instability, and they are the generally the backbone of their radio stations. So, uh, so they're all good, uh, but radio is, um, you know, radio is not what it was even when we left, and yet to me, what we're doing is radio, because, let's see, to be radio, it has to be transmitted. Through the airwaves and received by somebody on something, that's what radio is, right? Yeah. yeah. No one, no one has their, you know, their uh, smartphone hooked to an extension cord plugged into uh, a wall. You know, everybody's wireless.
3: Well, if you want to look at it scientifically, radio waves are, you know, nope. even way more than radio. They're what the. You know, there's the whole spectrum of radio waves that are out there and microwaves and everything. But, yeah, you can call what we're doing radio for
2: sure.
0: So let's have a little confessional here. Since Spike did the thing, he did the deed. He basically broke a lot of protocols, but did it as safe as he could because he cared about it and wanted it. And there's not one of us that hasn't, you know, exceeded the speed limit in our lives. We've broken some protocols because we wanted something. And in the first few months of the pandemic, it was like we were all like, okay, we've got to be completely locked down. And I thought there was virus on everything, even though I was still in Vermont back then and we still didn't have any virus. But now I find myself going, I feel like I'm in a war movie and, you know, a lot of the guys got killed off early in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to believe in my character. He's meant to live.
2: <laughs> you're the mad <Matt> Damon of <laughs> you know this know movie. How when yeah. you, you know how yeah. when you're watching the show, you're like, red shirt, don't go on the transporter. Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> what?
0: And then when you're, uh, you know, ben, when you're two thirds of the way through the movie and a, a really tense thing happens, you go, oh, they're not going to kill her. She's too important to the show. And very rarely do they kill a the person, you know, that shouldn't be killed. Some shows, like, you know, break your heart, like The Sopranos. Yeah. Over and over.
1: Good shows. Good shows do that. They kill off the beloved characters.
0: I know. And real life yeah. is a good show sometimes. So, <laughs> um, but I did something the other day too that uh, made me a little nervous, and I'm I'm actually counting down the days to hope I didn't mess it up. But I hadn't seen any of my family. In about three, four months, yeah. And the last time I saw them, we had a social distance visit on a front lawn on my sister Mary's front lawn, and we posted it on Facebook. You guys probably saw it. It We are all sitting far apart, and
1: that's a smart way to go
0: when you're outside and far apart. And if you're my view is ten feet, not six feet. If I'm ten feet apart outside, my mask come and there's a breeze, not stiff humid air. You know, a little bit of a breeze. I figure from what I've read, there's no way I'm going to get enough viral load to get an infection. So I had another trip to see my brothers and sisters and bring them some maple syrup. And in this time it was by my sister Beth's pool in Connecticut. Uh, we kept it pretty close to the 10-foot distance. There were a couple of times people got a little too close. We kept masks on whenever there was chaos, like when the little kids were running around and when you know okay. people were getting a little too close. We would actually, all of us, reflexively just put on our masks and then I had them off. But I still felt a, a, a kind of guilt because my whole thing about risk is why take unnecessary risk? And we all decide what's necessary based on, you know, our wants, needs, and willingness to be patient or discipline ourselves. And we all, you know, at one time or another, whether it's over what we eat or how much we exercise or all sorts of things we, you know, would like to do the ideal, we sometimes do less than the ideal, every human being. And so after that trip, I got in the car with Lisa and we went to Maine to see, and you know these people, Cliff and Catherine, you know, uh, her, her uh, sister and her husband Cliff, because we you hung bet. out with him in Hawaii. Yeah. And they are 78 years old. And I should say young. They're 78 young. I mean, they hike every day. You know, Cliff, Cliff still climbs mountains even with a, his second animal heart valve. Wow. Ah, But does he know which animals are are in him? I believe it's a pig that they take the the heart valve from. That would
3: be good to know. Yeah, they do do pig
0: valves. You know, when they put it into you, they tell you it lasts about 13 years. And he was like, you know, 60 something. So they figured this will last you the rest of your life. And then here he was like 73 or whatever. And it was wearing out. And they were like, well, well, we'll put you on some stuff to make you more comfortable. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not that kind of 73. And he you had to go to a, a new, new yeah. valve. Yeah. He had to go to a specialist because they won't usually operate on a guy in their 70s. And so they gave him a new valve. And he's back to climbing 4,000 foot mountains. Wow. But anyway, we're driving up there. And Lisa wants to go. And I'm like, okay, are you sure they're comfortable? Are we, should we get a hotel? Like, I'm worried about them. Because even though I I glopped so much hand sanitizer on my hands, every gas station, even when I get out and take a leak, not in a public restroom, touching my own penis, I would quickly sanitize my hands. I don't know why. (laughs)
1: you don't know where it's been
0: I'm I'm obsessive compulsive even if I got outside even if I did something that didn't touch anything I'd be like I should sanitize my hands again just so I'm in the habit of it well now I'm nervous because I don't want to go and we get there and they're like you're the first people we've seen since March and I'm like oh
2: no
3: well, those are the people you want. They haven't been out flirting around and stuff. That's right? I mean, you, if you're I'm go selfish,
0: visit. Joe, that's exactly what I want—people that aren't going to kill me.
2: <laughs>
3: right. I mean, I'm not saying. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. saying, oh no, because yes, you're concerned no, I, for their health. I oh, was. Okay, you're a
0: just better like, man than me. Yeah. Just like Spike said, you don't care who you kill. I get that, Joe. No, I think you do. Well, I I <laughs> yes, do, but 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 I was
3: thinking you were freaking out that you No,
0: I, I think don't. they were going to kill me. I'm thinking like they made it all the way to seventy eight. And just because I sat on, a, on somebody's lawn, I just don't think I'm as pure as I was when I was just locked at the end of my street. And uh, you know, we had a very nice visit, and that's now four days ago, and everybody feels great. But I'll tell you the truth, I feel a little guilty, and I will worry until... About day seven or eight, I'll start to feel pretty good because someone would prob- through the woods, yeah, probably develop symptoms. And I, like I said, I, like you, and this was the thing. Like part of while I'm driving, I'm like, damn that spike! Why does he have to go take those risks?" And I'm like, "Hello, this is your conscience speaking. Right. <laughs> You're on your way to see some seventy-eight year old people."
3: Just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a noble
0: purpose other than to give them some Well, revenue. I mean, love is a noble purpose. and we. Oh, I agree. I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah. But, and we did bring them some maple syrup.
3: And I am a thousand percent agree. I'm to the point, and I'm not taking, I mean, I'm careful, but and this will be one of those podcasts where Kelly will say, I can't believe what you just talked about sure. and said. Because, right.
0: But I'm... Uh, Let's uh, pretend uh, the podcast... Um, had a malfunction. <laughs> All right, now quiet for eight seconds.
3: Well, the the deal right, is Kelly I mean, turned it
0: off. Now what's what? What are you about to say?
3: Well, she works in a hospital. She sees this stuff almost every day. Yeah. She's still the most shut down afraid to do person i know but she's probably also the last person i really need to be around she's the one walking in out of a hospital every day um but she is very careful so when i go down to sit outside on a deck to have a a lunch with somebody or or i go to watch a baseball game outside uh on a tv those are in her terms risky right yeah Risky behaviors, and she's right, and I know a lot of people feel that way, but the way I feel is, you know, I'm putting on my mask, I'm sanitizing my hands, I'm staying away from people, I feel comfortable with my actions, and I also feel we're all going to have to get a little comfortable with our actions because i'm not saying we want to spread this stuff but i'm saying we need to l- learn to live with it um this is not going away probably i oh, know
0: it's it's going to magically disappear i guess you didn't get a chance to hear the news tonight
3: november 5th that's yeah. what i keep hearing it's yeah. going to disappear but <sighs> but uh but now also i'm not saying I'm, I'm ready to go piling into my classroom with 10 people or, or you know 30 people but at some point i would like to pile into my classroom with eight or ten
1: yeah um, oh you would
3: be happy with eight or ten you do not feel risky when, as long as as long as we you know get it figured out and have control when you by say the way, get
0: it figured out you'd realize that political organizations have to rationalize a bunch of risk then be told by the government no that's too restrictive loosen it up a little bit and then they loosen it up a little bit in other words yeah. do you trust they care about your safety
3: I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I'm talking about when we figure it out as in me and the people I work with. Oh. Um, when the President tweets in all caps, open up the schools. I don't feel like that's figuring it out. And right. I'm not gonna listen to that. Um, but at some point, we do need to you know figure out how to go on with life without sitting there and staring at each other on a screen. So uh, I think we do have so you to do agree
0: out. that we have to find a way to open the schools and do it in person.
3: Well, once again, this is once we figure it out for every school, that's different. Well, that's different. like the
0: Muslim ban. We should stop all Muslims from coming into country till we figure out what's going on.
3: Well, no, we, 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 we
0: remember that? don't. Remember that? Remember that thing, though? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah.
3: Because yeah. yeah. it has absolute, it's, that is, once again, we're getting into the land of false equivalency. Basically, all I wanted to say is, you gotta figure out how to go out in the world, how to shop, how to sit and watch a ball game, yes. how to go to school and do it safely. Now, we haven't figured that out. I'll tell you one thing about my school that they just announced today, and I'm not gonna be critical about my employer, and I don't know if there's a better way, but do you know now, before I go in the building every day, I need to uh, do an, a, 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 an, I can't even say the word, an attestation of my health.
0: Yes, attesting so, of, to your health.
3: Right. So instead right. of, uh, and this is probably a good thing,
0: and I know it's all legal. Sure, at it's this fine. Point, it's, it's, but, basically, it's a CYA move for the lawyers. Because you can't attest that you don't have an asymptomatic virus.
3: Right. So instead of uh, taking 1,600 kids' temperatures or whatever when it comes to it, if it, it ever comes to it, but starting with us, the employees, anybody that goes in our building from now on will have to attest to their health uh, yeah. instead of you know f- instead of physically having to do it. So that's the latest little I think they should
0: it. put a cigar box out in front of town hall and people could just drop off their taxes in rolls of quarters and leave them out front and be the honor system.
3: Speaking of rolls of quarters, yeah, yeah I,
0: I, I've got a bunch of quarters. I'm sitting here looking at them they right They need now. change.
3: I understand they do. Yeah. So I called my bank and I said, uh, I got a big thing of, of change. Can I bring it down there? And they said, only if you roll it up. I said, you know, in Vegas, they got these machines that will count coins like crazy. You don't have one of those? They said, well, those are used for business accounts. I said, wait a minute, you you need to put out a no sign say we
2: need your choice that yeah, they'll count it for you I'm
3: what a dumb bank you i'm willing to bring you in you know i don't know maybe a hundred bucks which bank is, bucks? is it is it bank uh, of, i'm not gonna say bank of
0: china uh, but, bank of yeah, armenia which one of those that's
1: one swell so, fargo you got there go.
3: you would yeah. think you would you would think it would be a <laughs> you're afraid to mention the ele- bank they're you would so think powerful would be, yeah. you would think it would be a key element of if course you not. asked for uh, for change to have a way to accept it uh, but, uh, this bank, uh, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe if I had a, like a, a key, I could walk in there and actually open the door and do it myself, uh, but I'm not going to tell you what bank it is. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, is it, it a it bank would, of it, some
0: it, country that we might've heard of?
3: Uh no, it's not a bank of a country. Okay. It's a it's a it's a it's a real key player in our area. Oh, okay, well <laughs> you wouldn't want to offend a, well. a key player. Absolutely. No. And then the same key player is the one who told my dad by the way, um that uh he had a, this I don't want to get sidetracked on crazy bank stuff, but he had a he had a safe deposit bank a box at one of these banks. And he had it for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. They called him and said we drilled your box because you didn't have activity on your account. He opened an account to get a free safety deposit box years ago. Uh, They called him and said, we're sending your stuff to the state. And he said, my God, he said, why did you do that? He says, I'm easy to find. You've got my address. You've got my email. You've, you've tracked me down here. And they said, well, you didn't have activity. He said, it's a CD. He says, you don't have activity on a CD. I mean, you put money in there and you let it sit and it gains a little interest. Uh, long story short, my dad had to get a, uh, a uh, what you call a notary, a notary thing saying who he was and everything. So they would give him his stuff that he locked up securely there years ago. Was, uh, banks are, are an interesting beast.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. They, uh, you know, between banks and healthcare, uh they're the, you know. They're the heartbeat and the pulse of our economy. So they rule, and they write the laws. They pretty much are government, actually. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, this is breaking news, and it's political. We should talk about it, though. It's going to be on everybody's uh, plate, if you will. Uh, this is just breaking right now, I believe, Uh, Twitter temporarily restricted Trump's ability to tweet and Facebook removes a post where he says that children are basically immune from the coronavirus. Right. So um, they're basically saying these are false claims.
1: Mm -hmm. Dangerously false.
0: And um, it's interesting to me uh, because this is war. I mean, this is war over the media. And as a member of, mean, of the media, if there is such war, a thing.
1: What do you mean war over
0: the media? Well, so freedom of speech, freedom of the press, the fourth estate, yeah. if you will, yeah, yeah. Is, has always been one of the checks and balances that allows our country to have some okay. semblance of integrity well, f- in spite of, of tons speech. of corruption.
1: Freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence when you speak. Yes, but he has the right to say whatever he wants, but yeah. the consequence is if he's spreading dangerous misinformation, he loses the right to yeah. post it on their platform. So
0: on the surface, I completely agree with you that that's what appears to be happening. That's exactly what's happening. Well, but what's happening- 30,
1: a, a Pew Research poll says that 30% of Americans yeah. believe what comes out of President Trump's mouth more than the media. Yes. So when they've got that many people bamboozled- into thinking that you are the only trusted source for information, and you spread dangerous misinformation. Yes, yes, yes. Then there's a the responsibility of the platform to not let that go on.
0: I don't agree with. I don't disagree with anything you just said, but okay. what worries me more than one guy temporarily doing this mm-hmm. is the attempts to um, the attempts to control the media, the attempts to um, suppress censor. And yeah. yeah, and censor and okay. uh, and it can be done with intimidation. It's done with intimidation all the time. In fact, we were uh, suppressed and censored for many years by intimidation of not losing our jobs. If we, well, you know, well, we, well, would well, 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 we, we, we would say we would have the, a certain amount of freedom to speak, but we yeah, knew we had not the to freedom
1: say to say to whatever, whatever we wanted to. We could have come out on the air and dropped death bombs all morning long. We'd have been off by 8.15. That's and right. out of a job. That's right. Not, we, we, they, they took away none of our freedoms, but our freedoms okay. had consequences.
0: Well, where we're at now, and what's scary, is that news has been afraid to actually call BS and call non-facts non-facts. In other words, uh, like if you watch that on the evening news, they didn't do anything that Twitter and Facebook did. They basically just reported that Trump said this, right? Oh, yeah. Agreed. And so that's what I'm saying. That's the part that worries me more is that they've been led to believe that they'll be unfair if they editorialize. Yet there's a whole propaganda network to editorialize. And and even the non-propaganda ones, you know, sometimes the hat fits uh, and they are, you know, especially CNN and MSNBC. They're just, you know, they're one-sided. Um, so it's scary to me because, I, you know, I don't, I'm not convinced that the truth wins.
1: Well, the truth is what's been under attack, not the media, not free speech. Facts have been under attack.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure always what facts are either because without well, trusted without trusted sources, like, for example, when you put money into a bank, you don't toss and turn all night wondering if they're going to steal your money from you because you trust the bank, right?
2: Sure,
1: okay. it's insured, federal deposit Yeah,
0: and when, say, a great movie reviewer whose reviews you trust tells you that a movie is fantastic, why, they, they have credibility, and you go and you do the movie. But yeah. what I they've have... Earned, you've, they've yeah.
1: earned that credibility.
0: Yeah, and they... Yeah. Exactly, they've earned it. And what I have seen is that even the opposition to Trump, some of it has gotten dramatically... Um, what's the right word? Partisan or whatever. And it, yeah. it lends... It, it, it. What it does is it, it normalizes unreasonableness and you know it's a it's a danger to the free press i think what do you think joe i
3: think unreasonableness has been normalized since the first week of november of 2016 and actually even before that mm. the whole campaign uh the clinton trump campaign uh was nothing but normal and i still remember in october of 2016 i wrote an editorial saying God, please, let's not ever have this happen again. We got to find a better way. Now, I would give anything to have an election like that. I mean, how normal is that compared to the what
0: we're in now? Wow, it's Um, it's funny, and I'd be all for President Romney. I'm sure you'd be happy with him too. Well, I would. What I would be all for Hmm. is. any
3: president that is, you know, and I'm not going to get into another the president is crazy rant, but if you need any evidence, just watch the interview he did yesterday. Oh, that, There's that's crazy. 30, 30, <laughs> minutes of, uh, 30 minutes all encapsulated in a beautiful history lesson that we can show our grandkids and say, yeah. you know, in 2020, it was an amazingly weird time. And those of us yeah. who lived through it, uh, here's a little bit of what the president was like. Yeah. Uh, now, and, to those it, who
0: didn't see it and won't see it. They're just going to think you're being unfair, but it's worth seeing. Uh, And I thought it was like Spinal Tap. I really did. I thought, like, okay, at some point we're gonna admit this whole thing was staged. You know what? Yeah. We never landed on the moon either. <laughs> no, no, we finally no. found a guy, and this guy is yeah.
3: great. you think he's an Australian interviewer, but we found a guy who figured out how to how to interview Trump best. Wow! Just let him talk. Yeah. Let him, you Jonathan know, just let yeah. him talk and, and urge him on a little, and wow. let him dig his dig his hole. And, uh, and and it's sad. I mean, it's also very sad. I mean, to to see and uh, but when you're Biggest concern, you know, about a guy like John Lewis is that he he can't have been very important. He dissed me. He didn't show
0: up at my inauguration. Right. I
3: mean, you know, it's like, okay, you're beyond, you're you're going beyond a little bit. Yeah.
0: Crazy here, and then then when he gets on, but he's doing you a favor, right? If you want, if you want to not have him reelected, you got to love well, that he's doing this. It, You're rude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if
3: anybody with any sense, and by the way, we have close friends with no sense because I still see people
0: <laughs> supporting him. Well, and that's and, why when you say stuff like that, by the way, you know I'm on your side, sort of. But sort when you of. say stuff like that, it makes me nervous because I don't want to alienate people that could actually think. By, uh, but just by having them want to tune out because, you know, I agree. I don't want to that. But I'm ready I don't
1: to want to of those nutheads from my life. To be if, quite
3: honest, if you, with you take about them out, and, an that's think,
0: <laughs> I, and by the way, I think that if you do that, the terrorists win. Yes, Joe. Go ahead.
3: Well, and speaking of terrorists, yesterday, and by the way, that we should mention this, because yeah. prayers to the people of Beirut, Lebanon. Beirut, I have never Lord. seen an explosion uh, as big as that explosion that's, yesterday. That's in my life. Now, do now, you think it
0: was a bomb, or do you think it was just they left some fertilizer yeah. unattended and they forgot how much there was?
3: I don't know what I think, but I do know that from the podium of the uh, White House, the president of the United States casually mentions this huge attack, and everybody's like, what attack? I mean, he's the only guy. But when a president is up there talking about a country being attacked, that's usually kind of a big deal and a big word. And and I am stealing a little bit of Rachel Maddow's rant here, Uh but I felt exactly the same way. It's like, you know, you got to be – you know, you're the only guy calling this an attack. Now, I kind of actually do when I but saw that. But that doesn't mean that cloud. he's wrong, by the way. And, and, and well, believe it or not, <laughs> I, I will be a however, little wacky here he,
0: yeah, yeah. and say I, he
3: might have a point. He I might, mean, he, he might, and, and maybe his generals did say that's obviously a bomb. And yeah. I could see where you know we've got there's dirty bombs that are probably stashed in a lot of ports and places, right, just right. waiting, and then this thing catches on fire and blows up. Yeah. But either way, even if it even if it is, you can't just you know he is un, unhinged in a, in a very. I mean, he always has been, but now it's getting to the point. And, and what's really kind of scary to me is uh, it's getting to the point of he's got eighty some days uh, before the election, and then you will have a couple months after. What kind of stuff is going to happen if he loses?
0: What oh, he's still the you president. get a car and you get a car and you get a car. It's reality TV. I don't know. Isn't that scary? I me? hope that's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll,
3: I'll, I'll take a car. Doesn't I'll have... take a car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great outcome. I'm
0: fearing yeah. worse.
1: I just don't want to cart a car load of ammonium nitrate. <laughs> you know, that's what we might end up getting.
0: So you ammonium know, and, and nitrate, that, by the way. Um, it's what makes
1: fertilizer. It's what they use in Oklahoma.
0: I use ammonium sulfate for blueberries, which is, uh, raises the, um, uh, lowers pH and raises the acidity of soil. I, and I don't know if that's explosive, but a lot of fertilizers are explosive.
1: Well, from what I what I heard about this story in Beirut, and Joe, you're right, man. They are thoughts and prayers. That 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 blast from mm. that explosion um, killed people in their apartments nearby, killed people in their cars. What about nearby. the wedding footage?
2: Oh my
3: lord! Just yeah, horrific. And- from, from a effect. from a not from a, a human standpoint I did not want to get into that because you know we'll right. get into all lives matter and they do but if you compare this to 911 which 911 is obviously a massive tragedy but from a from a uh from a geography and from a real estate kind of standpoint 911 impacted a chunk of new york but this changed beirut forever i mean this blew the hell out of a yeah. you know a, yeah. of a very big city and blew many 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 blocks just away so it's uh it's pretty, over a quarter million people
1: homeless
0: the satellite yeah. the satellite footage yeah. anyway i think it's really uh ironic uh to watch the president be the first one to say hey you know it might have been a an attack and in the same breath oh by the way Ghislaine Maxwell, if you're listening, I wish you well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it. And that's how, yeah. how, you know, and that's, that, that's again, I don't want to get into it too much, but how how can you wish her well and say that John Lewis, you know, m- might not have been oh, much of a guy? I, I mean, that's, you know, it's a, if you want to talk about character a- and stuff. The, by the way, uh, that, you're,
1: you're, yeah, your moral compass is spinning like a top at that yeah. point.
0: When we, uh. when we went to Maine the other day, we drove through Bradford, Vermont, where her tucked away uh, house was. And Lisa said, let's take a ride by. And we're like that. Like, we drove by OJ's place right after that. (laughs) We did that. (laughs) Yeah. And someone's like, yeah, but it's 156 acres, and I'm pretty sure there's a gate, and we're not going to get anywhere near it. So we didn't. But, um, But it's just fascinating to think about people, bloody, filthy rich, who believe they can do whatever they want to do, and that the law doesn't apply to them. And, you know... I think, in hindsight, the trouble we're going through these years might be great for society. As people start to realize that, that, you know, that you know, you you should really have critical thinking about everybody. I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. If someone says nothing to see here, the explosion was just fertilizer. I go well. Prove it to me, you know. If, uh, if someone says, I wish Galen a lot of luck. Uh, Where's the cross-examination? Why? What's, yeah, uh, it, yeah, what, 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 are you going to pardon her?
3: And his criminal investigation is coming. I mean, the, in New York, they're, you know, there's, oh, they say he, that could
0: happen. But as an ex-president, they almost always make the deal. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday
1: night's news was that the Deutsche Bank, uh, executives have complied with a subpoena, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And but given that's, up all, his that's all financial leverage. Financial records, it's all leverage. You yeah, know, leverage. you and I get busted and then have to face, you know, the consequences. Rich people get busted and then they negotiate a plea deal and pay a little fine. Look at the look at the OxyContin. Look at all the drug uh, issues. You know, they, they, settlement with the drug companies. Fine. Nobody's in yeah. prison
3: and i think you were the first guy that ever kind of pointed this out to me bob but um you know corporations can get away with all kinds of stuff and no humans are ever held held accountable like oxycontin or something it's like oh well that was a big drug company that did that right there's human faces there too you know somebody's got to pay
0: wow they're too big to fail these monstrous companies so all right well we've said a lot we're uh, almost done with the first hour here. Let's do six hours this time because we took a day <laughs> off. Well, um, the two things we haven't done is yes. we got
3: some listeners to thank, and of course, uh, you, I'll let you take the lead on this one, Bob. But we lost a and a, a legend. I mean, uh, you know, just well. A, we lost really a dear incredible. friend and who a friend. To be
0: a legend. I mean, we lo- lost yeah. a dear friend. I would call him the godfather of concerts and rock and roll for the entire Pacific Northwest. Legendary Seattle radio superstar Pat O'Day passed away at 85 years old in uh, in the San Juans at his home peacefully, I believe, family by his side. Yeah, and it was just after an announcement that he had beaten lung cancer; or he was cancer free. Right. Uh, But apparently the treatments, you know, the treatments are so harsh on you and his COPD from years of smoking left him in a weakened state. Uh, Pat O'Day was so well known in Seattle, not just as a disc jockey prior to our arrival, but also the announcer at Seafire Races, uh, the uh, Chick Shadel spokesperson who owned a drug rehab place, because what do you do after you rehab successfully? You sell rehab to other people, which is his way of passing it on.
1: (laughs) That's what, you know, you love music, you sell music, you love rehab, you sell rehab.
0: His son, Jeff O'Day, said this. The Pacific Northwest will always seem a little empty without the legendary Pat O'Day. All we can do is focus on the incredible role he had in making the Emerald City a better place to live and the difference he made in people's lives. Pat used to own the ratings in Seattle. At one point, his listenership peaked at 41%. That's a 41 share. To give you an idea, in modern times, you can win with a six or a seven share. But his radio station was so huge, it just was a monster. Concerts West, booked the Beatles, Concerts West, and his history with Jimi Hendrix is legendary. His book, by the way, Let me see if you can still buy it. Pat O'Day. Because if not, mine's going to be auctioned off to the highest. No, I'm kidding. It was all (laughs) Just Rock and Roll is the name of his book. And yes, it's on Amazon. Uh, Hardcover. If you want to check it out. Wonderful memoir. We told stories from it on the radio and interviewed him about it. I looked at our um, archives. Which may or may not include every single appearance by Pat O'Day, but Pat O'Day was a guest on our show at least 14 times.
3: Wow. And if you count Spike doing Pat O'Day impressions, <laughs> at least
1: 30 more,
3: <laughs> which he loved, by the way. He did love he, it. He, oh. liked, he liked that. I think he got a kick out the of it.
1: The story I like to tell people, and, and I hope I'm not you know, giving out too much, but... When, when, um, Shadel, which does wonderful work, um, they took on new management, if not ownership. Mm-hmm. And we were playing like we play on the air and we poked a little fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't our fault. We did, I did a little pat day. And the, the, the new people running Shick Shadel were outraged that we would have fun with such a serious topic. Oh. And threatened to pull their advertising dollars from our radio show.
0: I don't remember this.
1: Yeah. And Pat O'Day called the new people running Schick Shadle. He
0: said, what are you crazy? Are, are, you, are you out of your
1: mind? Shit. They're giving
0: you free commercials.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, he, do you not understand the value of being a part of everyday life? Being part of the, mm. of the culture of this city? Nice. Do you not get the value of that? And, and that? And the new management was whipped right back into shape. Shown the uh-huh. light.
3: All the times we had him on, the time I really loved, and I don't know when it was, but he did slur his words little, you know, I mean, for a while. And people were like, Pat, are you sure you're not back to drinking? And people were (laughs) kind of making fun of him. And, And even, you know, but then he comes in one day and he's talking like he's 30. I mean, he sounds like a boss jock again. And he's like. Well, I had a brain tumor, and they figured it out. I think it was a brain tumor, and, yeah. and they fixed it. It was a benign like he,
0: tumor, and they pulled it uh, out of his head. It was the size they, of, a te- of a of a soccer ball, I think. It was called yeah. Wilson. Was so they.
3: <laughs> and he's like, I'm yeah. good to go. And he yeah. sounded like he did in the 70s and yeah. 60s. I yeah. mean, it was amazing. And, uh, just a, such a nice man. And I, I know you right. knew him best, Bob, because you lived up there. But the last time I saw him was up on that Seafair Tower, uh, me and my students broadcast the hydros, and Mister O'Day uh, was doing his thing. And uh, it seems uh, kind of, kind of sad, and also kind of fitting that there was no thunder on the water, there was no thunder in the sky. That's it amazing. was six years yeah. ago today that I uh, I took my picture with Pat in the KJR studios, and it was six years ago today. That I saw him up there doing the uh, doing, or not six years ago, one year ago, doing the hydro races. And right. so it seems kind of fitting that if Pat's going to move on, uh, it's during Seafair Week, and it's during the time when there's almost like a a moment of silence for him from the boats
0: and moment the of silence on Lake Washington. That's very fitting. Thank yeah. you, Joe. Very touching. Okay, um, we are going to play a song we did about Pat O'Day at the end of this podcast. And I'll reach into the grab bag of Pat O'Day interviews. If you want to hear more, you can always go to BobRivers.com and just search Pat O'Day. There's 14 interviews up there. If you want to, you know, just go down memory lane and listen to his wonderful, wonderful, superfluous tones of his wonderful radio voice. Okay. Uh, Before we go, a couple of, uh, well, we did get a few new Patreons, which is very nice. I should mention them. Jim Honman, thank you. Mike LaFond is a stable genius. That's very kind. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. And if you'd like to throw a buck or two into the hat, that would be extremely awesome.
3: And one of our patrons, uh, Brett, said, "I'd love to hear the very first show you three did in Seattle. Do mm-hmm. uh, you have the first show ever at KISW? And that mm-hmm. would be that would be uh, well, it'd be hard because obviously I kind of evolved into the. You weren't mix, there, so. but
0: I, also I don't think we recorded it back then. I was I hadn't been to rehab yet. We had a we you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I can repeat my
0: part for yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah, remember, a little remember secret, when we started, can, like, can, yeah. When I started, you, I was doing a Bill Murray impression the whole time. Every time I was on the air, it was just, you know, I didn't, you know. Well, we thought you
0: sounded a little the, like Bill Murray anyway, so we well, said just, know, just, just do a spike you, on you, sports you, as Bill Murray. The
1: Mariners, right. you know I, don't know, I don't know how you can get out there you know, for nine innings and not yeah. know how to play baseball and forget after seven. That just, it, you know, it makes no sense to me, I think, you know, mm. no big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, that and was terrible.
3: Had, <laughs> yeah, and, and we might could dig up some of that stuff, but a, a little thing about KISW is uh, some of our stuff is still there. I mean, uh, we had to, that was we had to bail on a, a little bit of our archive because it was uh, hmm. uh, not a, it was not a, a, a super you know uh, super I mean, it wasn't bad departure, but it wasn't like it was uh, a bad departure. By all means, take all your stuff. It's like we're keeping that. And we're going to play it till we find another. They played morning us for show. six
0: weeks after we were gone. All right so That's there's still crazy. a
3: lot of our a lot of our 90s archive okay. lives uh, somewhere within
0: coffee. Thank you from Julie High. She says it's great to hear you guys again. I just love it. Kim Phelps says, "Dude, listen to you for years. Do cardiac rehab and please take care of yourself." That one's for Spike. <laughs> uh, Joe, if MLB is canceled, do you get your wagers back? Says Michael Biddle. Uh, Michael, uh, good question. Do you get your wagers back if the if they? Well,
3: by all means, I've got the Mariners at three hundred to one to win the World Series. If the World Series is not played, I I would uh, get my twenty five bucks back. Okay. Um, and and at the way rate it's going, I'm. Mariners, by the way, best starting pitching in baseball for four innings, and then all heck breaks loose. They, wow! They, they've they've they're on a bit of a losing streak, but yeah, that's like saying the
0: U.S. is doing better than the whole world if you only look at Montana and Vermont.
3: Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Let me pull out my uh, let me pull out my graphs here and show yeah. you how good that, that started. Like
0: we're beating the world. <laughs> exactly. What?
3: Yeah, we have less cases so, than
0: the whole world. Well, duh. Yeah, okay. if
3: it doesn't get played, and I'll tell you a quick little insight on the Seahawks, and I don't know if this means anything, but I got an email today saying, uh, thank you, Joe, here's your refund for the 2020 season. Oh. Your seats will be available in 2021. They're not going to so, do it. They haven't announced that, but the fact they're giving me my money back wow. uh, would lead me to believe no fans in the stands this year. Yes, At course. least uh, I won't be one that of them. That makes sense. Uh, wow.
0: uh, that was Marta Card, by the way, who uh, said, be safe and smart. She was worried about you on your trip.
1: Uh, she's a wonderful listener. We've uh, She's we've great. seen interactions from Marta for
0: a long time. Uh, Faye Golub said, Mike Jones blocked me too, Bob. Oh, I Mike, know. have
3: you checked? I'm feeling pretty special <laughs> I, now. You don't
0: know. <laughs> uh, you're not blocked. He's still your Facebook friend, right?
3: Yes, I haven't actually seen Mike since uh, last summer. Oh, don't Stons, talk to
0: him. But, he's very, very touchy about it all, I guess. Uh, I well, would talk to him a, and, you know, maybe...
3: Well, you we should. We maybe, should have maybe, him on. Maybe Life's too place. short. If there's issues, we should clear them up. I understood
0: yeah. when he was, like, being the producer for Danny Bonaduce that, you know, he might not want to fraternize with the past, but... Uh, we're all old now. I mean, there's no point hanging on to any resentments ever. Yeah. Karen's greatest
3: Fle- interviewers, too. I will say, Mike Jones. He's if you want to hear the real, like Kurt Cobain and all the stuff, but before they were famous, he's the guy who did all
1: that. He interviewed Kurt Cobain.
3: Oh yeah, he's awesome. uh, he Mike
0: was, was a
1: music director at KISW during the grunge,
0: right. Uh, Karen Flesland says, are you guys taking August off? <laughs> That's because we missed one day. Karen, we're back. <laughs> <Wow>. Thank you.
1: <laughs> you know us well then.
0: Um, <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller, listen to you in KISW all the way through KJR. Happy to hear you doing the podcast. Like most people, I've always been concerned about Joe's health. I'm glad to hear him talking about seeing a new doctor. And I'm listening to Tuesday's episodes. And he says he's taking metformin, and someone i think bob said that is pre-diabetes i don't think i said that it is diabetes uh no he is diabetic this person was jumping up and down yes joe admitted that he's diabetic well i
3: didn't i came to grips with it myself i've been in denial oh wait a minute that's this is july
0: 28th episode yeah that was that was a week ago
3: the last episode we did yeah okay. and uh um I, uh, uh, yes, I'm a diabetic. It took me a while to to uh, get to that realization because I'm like, and by the way, this is a very long letter and I want to thank uh, uh, Wade for writing it because he gave me some great information. And then the letter after that, Is from Gary, who I also want to thank. He says, Joe, what's your current A1C? In spite of what most uh, MDs will tell you, type 2 can be cured. It is cured by a complete lifestyle change. Uh, You're on the right track. Green food, small amounts of protein. And yes, I cured myself. I, I was here in 2014. But what I've realized is I didn't cure myself, and it can't be cured. But what it can be is managed. It can go into remission. Yeah, you can be a diabetic and yeah. you can manage it and live a great life. But you can never look at it as I'm cured because that's the mistake yeah. I made. And when my when my weight came back, so did the so did the uh, diabetes. Right.
0: And as you get older, it's harder and harder to control. So. Uh, yeah. it, it isn't going to be the same as it was 10 years ago so this person uh, wrote a very long letter which i'm sure you uh, read and took to heart good right
3: yeah and i i wrote uh, wade back because he does have a, a really a lot of uh, good tips and and he did say uh we put out a little bit of misinformation and i think mostly that was me um just about how it works. Uh, Well, you said, uh, as I I
0: recall, you said it's going to magically disappear. It's on its way out. No worries. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know, November 5th. I believe that Twitter and Facebook banned you after that, from from what I recall. But I don't remember things clearly. It it is what it is. is, That's right. Oh. That's one of my least favorite phrases, by the way, of all time, it is what it is.
3: You know who one of our favorite people that
0: used it all the time was? Uh, Lisa Decker used to say it.
3: Yes, and Eric loves that
0: one, too. Eric said it, too. And by the way, I I hate it not because I don't like The Messenger. I hate it because it's a way of saying I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. It is what it it is, isn't I've got a plan that's going to fix it. Yep, it's a give up. It's a total give up, yeah. All right, uh, so without much further ado, a song that we made about Pat O'Day using pitch correction that's freaking awesome. And a classic Pat O'Day interview. And uh, yes, we took a day off, but uh, but we'll be back right as rain next week. You guys stay safe. By next week, we, we, you will have been quarantined. Well, you'll be you'll be going on 9, 10 days, the first podcast, and 11, 12, the second. So I'll start to well, feel better.
1: Like I said, we're going to get a, a COVID test on Saturday morning. We've got appointments to get a okay. COVID test. That was the earliest available appointment.
0: That'll be a good and indication. And I may know yeah. my
1: results by then.
0: So All right. So, uh, good. Uh, I hope you pass this test. Thanks. I mean, actually, I hope you flunk it. <laughs>
3: I don't know. <laughs> you, you want a negative, an incomplete. Yeah. We'll yeah. Take that. All right. Bob, Spike, and Joe. This morning, thankful for all of your blessings on our lives. We ask that you'd be with the good folks in Seattle, Washington, and bless the seafair and all the hydro boats that'll be there. Thank you for the legend, Pat O'Day. Lord, we pray, God, that you would just uh, help folks remember what
2: he's meant to this sport. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, thankful for all of your blessings on our lives. We ask you to be with the good folks here in Seattle. Seafair! Amen! Batter-day, batter-day, batter-day,
1: amen! Bless the who keep them upright!
3: Batter-day, 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 amen!
2: Bless all the hydroplanes that will be there! Lord, we pray for protection for the drivers as they strap themselves into those powerful boats! We pray for all the folks out in the log boom who are drinking way too much! Send them home safely! And then send them to Shakespeare if you don't mind pad-o-dee, pad-o-dee,
0: pad-o-dee, amen. Pad-o-dee, 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 amen. Bless the and keep them upright
2: And I thank Thank you for listening. (laughs) Show the respect to this man. Tonight is your
0: chance to check out the fabulous whalers. It was exactly 50 years ago today, October 8th, 1959, that our friend Pat promoted his first teenage dance at the Spanish castle on Highway 99. And you can celebrate with him tonight. And if uh, you're celebrating with him and he hands you a Chick-Shadel card, you'll know why. I mean, you'll know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't make us say it. <laughs>
0: do you do that ever? Do you, like, see people in?
2: No, I don't hand out a card, no, but no. Uh, wherever I go. Spike, however, I want to point out something. You are you are the one that will replace me eventually. Eventually, so Chick-Shadel will... will hi- and I thank you, Pat. It's
1: just, you know, it's such an honor to work in your shadow, to clean up your mess. I will be happy and then honored. Spike, but we someday...
2: Never know, we never know when that day will occur. I want you to prepare yourself dude. when you get a little break. I want you to check into the hospital, get fixed, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> thank you'll be you. ready. Yeah. Thank you. You'll be ready.
1: Can I get a employee discount take... prior to taking over? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: he, knows. he knows about Spike. Well, I don't know who your
1: kid is. The way you work, you're going to be around a lot longer than I am in this world, my friend.
0: Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, it says in the, the past. Paper was it was nice to get in the paper but boy Seattle yeah. Times did this thing
2: Eric Lucidus was so kind yeah he you, was very kind you uh, fear, I knew a column was coming today but those are always double edged swords yeah. you know yeah. but uh, Eric's uh,
0: Eric Lissetus gave you like a page and a half. I mean, there's two different pages. The article continues and goes on for six columns.
2: Yeah, I know. I it's know. awesome. I, I'm well. All right, the show, it's... let's make
0: sure we, we don't have a lot of time. Normally, we like to talk to you and get a long rock and roll story. But let's, let's make sure we tell people about this show tonight. It's... Well,
2: one thing I want to mention, the Waiters were the original Louis Louie band. Louie Louie, uh, I heard that song and they recorded it. And that went to number one in Seattle in 1961. Right. Went to number one in Seattle again in 1962. I'm begging the national stations to. Gotta do this play Louis it. Louis
0: song. It's gonna be huge. Someday, yeah, but, but someday sports say, well, Pat, stadiums Pat, will be playing your, it.
2: Yeah, but they say, Pat, that's your Northwest dance scene. You know, that's your deal out there sure. and so on. And then, of course, the Kingsmen duplicated what the Whalers had done. Right. Note for note, sound for sound, and. They and they managed the because glory. they had those
0: East Coast connections, right? The mafia, right? Well,
2: it was perceived <laughs> at that time that the Kingsmen were an East Coast group because it came out on a New York label. Right. So now Louis Louis is acceptable, you know.
0: Ah was, so
2: the Kingsmen were not an East Coast group? No, they were from Portland. But they came out on a New York label, and uh, it was their Louis. Louis was recorded in downtown Seattle.
0: The record business was pretty shady back then, right?
2: (laughs) Just a tad, (laughs) yeah, just a tad. tad.
0: Um, And uh, I remember I caught the tail end of the shadiness. Uh Just a few freebies. Well, nothing from
2: Baltimore where everything is shady. thank Thank you. you. So and me too.
0: too. So it's tonight at Snoqualmie Casino. And it's the fabulous Whalers. Uh, what's the, uh, how much is it? Do you
2: know? Well, it's ten dollars. Well, ten I wanted, bucks. Land. Yeah, because we wanted to have nineteen fifty nine prices Pricing, yeah. adjusted for inflation. Wow.
0: So, so you don't even need a senior discount because 10 bucks is cheap enough,
2: exactly. right? Yeah.
3: Now, how did it come to you, Pat, that it was 50 years ago today that the Fabulous Whalers played for you on the first time? You're a heck of a record keeper to even know what you were doing 50 years ago today.
2: I was sitting having a conversation with Lars Sorensen, who runs the entertainment out of Snoqualmie Casino, and Kent Morrill, the lead singer with the Whalers, because we do that Roy Orbison show thing with him. Right. And I said, guys, do you realize it was 50 years ago on October 8th that Kent and I, that we opened the Spanish Castle for the first time. And I turned to Lars and I said, why don't we have an anniversary oh, celebration at your place? Here's the,
0: here's the Spanish Castle. I'm holding it up for the video camera there. Yeah.
2: I never got to see this.
0: What an amazing venue. What a, a cool look. It is a castle, of course. It is. It's definitely Spanish.
2: And it's a true story that Hendrick's Spanish Castle Magic, he wrote in remembrance of the night that as a kid, he came up to me, All the group had blown their amps, and he said to me, I have my amps in the car, and uh, if, if I can stand on the back of the stage and play, and he said, I know every lick they do, he said, uh, you can use my amps, and uh, that happened, and he wrote the song Spanish Castle Magic as a That's recollection That's a turning that point
0: man. for him, a turning point for you. Yeah,
2: oh, was it? Mm.
0: Amazing. All right, Pat O'Day, uh, let's see, Snoqualmie Casino, 8 o'clock today and
2: 10 bucks Yeah, to <laughs>
0: see one of the biggest legends of all time from the Pacific uh, be Northwest. Be
2: there or be square. All
0: right, there <laughs> we go. And I loved them. They played here in the studio, and it was really awesome stuff. Now, before we go, quick uh, quick. Gail mention.
2: Harris, their female singer, will also be there. Uh, she was one. She of was the, not here. She was their showpiece. Pardon? Right. She was not here. Not in the studio. Not now. here for us. Yeah. No, but yeah. she'll be there tonight. All right. And you'll be there? I will be there. I'm going to tell some neat Spanish Castle stories. There were some funny things that occurred out there. And so I'm going to get on stage and do that for just ah. a little bit. And uh, then the dance scene and music will begin. And by the way, uh, Pato Day on stage, unplugged, <laughs> really? uncensored. Really? Oh, I've seen oh, him. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah.